Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast contains explicit language. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. And now on today's show, we are welcoming a very special guest strolling over from the producer's booth in the studio is YOY's own Lindsay Cradwell. Welcome to the show. Hi. So before we give away today's show topic that you've been reporting on for months now, while you're here in a hot mic, we have a few reminders for YOY listeners. Yes, we've been recording Skype dates with some of our listeners and to be set up on your own with someone in your area, you can just fill out a survey by going to yoy.date. And that, that's a devoted URL. It'll take you right to the survey and won't take long to fill out. And the dates have been really fun to record. We do them before work, we do them after work, and it's just fun to sit down and meet someone new face to face. And you don't even need to buy them a drink. They don't buy you a drink. You just, you know, maybe get drunk before you do it. I don't know. It'd make good radio if you did. Yeah. And you don't have to wear fancy pants. You could wear shorts. No one would know. No pants. I, re- I dare you. I dare you, one of our listeners, to go with no pants. And we have a live show coming up in Chicago. And that is something where you definitely need to wear pants to it. Yes, it's happening November 2nd, and you can find tickets on our website. And I've been playing an old-fashioned dating game for that show. So we'll have an eligible bachelor, bachelorette up on the stage. You'll watch them fall in love. It'll be incredibly fun. So visit yyradio.com for those tickets. But for today's show, you've been researching Nexplanon. Yeah, sounds kind of like a cool alien planet, right? But it's actually a birth control option. And let me tell you guys how it works. What it is is a small white plastic rod. It's about the size of a matchstick, and they insert it into your arm. It goes under the skin. It goes right below the bicep. So just picture Rosie the Riveter, that girl on the We Can Do It World War II poster. That arm implant would be stuck on the flat area under her bicep. And once it's in there, it's going to release a low dose of hormones that'll prevent you from getting pregnant for up to four years. But for some reason, we don't really hear about it that much, and it's one of the most effective types of birth control out there. Most effective? You'd think it'd be the most popular. Yeah, it's even slightly, like, fraction of a percentage point more effective than the IUD, but we don't really hear about it. Yeah, what's going on with that? Guess we're going to find out on today's show. So now here's Lindsay taking over 
with her journey to Planet Nexplanon. Earlier this year, I was sitting at the end of a long table in a beer garden, drinking a big glass of cider. I don't really like beer, and I was waiting for this guy I'd matched with on Tinder. He joked that he would be wearing lederhosen. He wasn't, and he doesn't drink much beer either. But as we sat there in the early darkness of late winter, the lights in the bar started to glow, and I felt something. I tell you all this because I think at that moment, I was really open to new things. If this relationship was going to get serious, I wanted to get serious about my birth control, too. On YOY, we had just run an episode about another type of long-acting reversible birth control, the IUD, where Andrea spoke with ladies who described getting IUDs as quick, but one of the most painful experiences. Despite that, they still really loved them. Right after that, we started getting emails asking why we didn't mention the birth control implant. Let me read you what one of those emails said. I'm not sure why it's not more popular, but I have the birth control implant called Nexplanon, and it is literally the best thing ever. It is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. I think that most people just don't know that it exists, so I had to let you know. I was one of those people who didn't know the birth control implant existed. I took the pill, and I was skeptical. Why was the universe keeping this amazing thing a secret from me? So I started doing some research. You know, for the show. My relationship with birth control started nine years ago. I found a gynecologist in my college town and made an appointment. On that day, I sat in the waiting room, surrounded by posters of pregnant women and pamphlets that told me sex shouldn't hurt. It was stressful. And when I finally got in to see the doctor, she only told me about one option, the pill. And I said, sure. And an hour later, I was walking out of CVS with my very first pack of Lewestrin. It felt like the start of something. And it was. I would continue to take that tiny white pill every day until my discount card expired and I had to switch to the cheaper generic version. The pill came with me when I moved from Chicago to Brooklyn and it's been there through a breakup and the ups and downs of online dating. And it was in my bag with me on that first date at the beer garden and so many of our dates since then. The pill has done its job, but taking a pill at the same time every day and waiting in line at the pharmacy for a refill every month is annoying. And I was also starting to get a little nervous, because in actual use, the pill is only 91% effective. But there's a reason I was keeping it around. I'm afraid of the IUD. I've read Christina Cotarucci's article about the IUD on Slate, which has the headline, Pain on a Cosmic Level. And I remember listening to Andrea's friend describe what happened during her IUD insertion. This is nonsense painful. (laughs) Like, this is totally... You guys, like, I'm on candid camera. That's how I felt about it. For some reason, the IUD is getting more popular. About 10% of people in the U.S. who use contraceptives have one. That could be because it's more than 99% effective and lasts for three to seven years. IUDs seem to have a cult following. I even know one woman who has earrings made out of IUDs. After the election, it was hard to be on the internet without reading about why I should get an IUD to spite Donald Trump. Heck, the IUD is even featured in a song from the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Is there an IUD that can stop the image of you and me? I couldn't find any Nexplanon songs. The implant just isn't that popular. 
Only 1% of people who use contraceptives use Nexplanon, even though it's slightly more effective than the IUD. I don't know anyone who has one. But before starting any relationship, I think it's important to do your research. So for the show, and definitely not for my own edification, I thought we should book one of our listeners who does have an implant. Andrea spoke on the phone with listener Jenna in Georgia. Hey, Jenna, how are you? I am doing really good. How are you? Good. 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 Uh, We finally get to talk about your arm implant. I'm so excited. Yeah. When did you first hear about the arm implant? I was looking up other birth control options. I have a few friends with the IUD, and it sounded like it was a scary option. I was really considering it because my other options weren't that great. But, you know, with bleeding and with it not being inserted properly or with it having complications when it's already in, I didn't really want to mess with that. So I scoured the Internet to try to find something else that wasn't the pill and that was some sort of insert. And I just happened to stumble across the uh, next one and I thought I'd give it a shot. I identified with Jenna. She and I were both looking for a new birth control option that was longer lasting and wasn't painful. And we only had the internet to guide us. This phone call was just about a week after she had gotten the implant. I figured if there was pain, it would probably still be fresh in her mind. I don't even feel her insert the next plenum. I just hear clicking, and I think that's the applicator that she's using in order to insert it. She didn't feel the insertion because it didn't hurt. I think even an upper ear piercing would be worse than this. On a scale of ear piercing to pain on a cosmic level, this sounded more my speed. I have three ear piercings. I could handle that. And I trusted Jenna because she seems to know a lot about pain. This is a little bit off topic. I have piercings below the belt. So Uh those were worse than this by a lot. The implant sounded like a breeze. But before getting something shot into my arm with something that looks like a stapler, I wanted to understand what it would be doing to my body. So I called up Elise, a family physician and YOI listener. Again, this is all for the podcast, I swear. I got to ask her all of the reproductive health questions I was embarrassed not to know. So imagine this like our magic school bus tour of Planet Nexplanon. Seatbelts, everyone! You know, that TV show where kids go on bizarre field trips to outer space or inside the human body. Please let this be a normal field trip. Oh, it won't be. Let's start with what naturally happens in the body when you aren't taking birth control. Two of the big players are hormones called progesterone and estrogen. When your body releases an egg, progesterone levels spike, and that tells your body to prepare for a fertilized egg, so it has a safe space to eventually become a fetus. Here's our teacher for this portion of the uterine field trip, Elise, with a pertinent reminder. The cycle wants you to get pregnant, so your body's creating an environment where that can happen. So it makes the endometrium or the lining of the uterus thicker. It causes more blood vessels to come up to the surface so that if an egg were to implant, it could get the blood it needs. Then, estrogen tells your uterine lining to just chill and stay put while your body waits for a fertilized egg. If no egg shows up, your estrogen and progesterone levels drop, and that's what makes your period start. But when you're taking hormonal birth control, you aren't having a normal period. You're having what's called a withdrawal bleed. It's like a faux period 
being triggered by fake hormones. Different types of birth control have different types of synthetic hormones. The implant, the hormonal IUD, and the mini pill are all progestin-only birth control options, which means they don't have synthetic estrogen. And that makes a difference. So when you have progesterone-only pill or pill or medicine or, you know, whatever method, your endometrium is constantly in that secretory phase, in that thickened endometrial phase. The problem is, is that one of the roles estrogen plays in the second half of that cycle is to stabilize that endometrium. And when you don't have that estrogen to stabilize, it becomes um, unstable and those blood vessels start to die and some of the cells start to die and that gets shed as spotting is the death of those cells coming out. RIP cells and unsuspecting nice underwear. The spotting seems to be a common complaint for people who get the implant. In one small study of a clinic in the UK, about 60% of patients who got their implant removed early did so because of irregular bleeding. It should be said, though, that only 16% of the patients opted for an early removal. To the bus class! Are we going home, Miss Rizzle? It's time to get up and go! I guess I shouldn't have been so surprised to hear that Jenna, who I called about six months after that first chat with Andrea, was experiencing spotting, too. I have been bleeding constantly. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I guess mostly women would know this, but on the last day of my period anyway, it kind of turns darker and it's it's not all there, but it's still there. You know, you still got to have some sort of protection in place. And it's been like that consistency for basically the last six months. Really? Yeah. So that's, That part has been terrible. I just want to jump in here. For those of you who have never had a period before, we sometimes refer to it as bleeding, but periods don't always look like regular blood. The color can vary from person to person, and it also tends to change shades over the course of the menstrual cycle. That darker brown color that Jenna is describing is the result of older uterine lining and blood that's had more time to oxidize. Okay, back to Jenna. You know, at first I I heard about you might have that issue for about three months or so. And I was like, that's not really a big deal. I can use tampons or pads and alternate and, you know, it shouldn't really be a big issue. But when you use them constantly, it starts to be uncomfortable and it's kind of frustrating. And not only that, but for me anyway, it's difficult to gauge when my real period will happen. So I might have something in place and then suddenly there is, a lot of blood, and I just completely didn't see that coming, and that has created some issues for me personally. I couldn't help wondering if this endless spotting was something that would happen to me if I got the implant. Surely there must be some scientific way to figure out why some people on the implant spot more than others. I asked Dr. Elise about this. Is there any way to predict how your body's going to react to something like this? Not that I have found. It seems complete chance for the poor patients. I mean, maybe there is on a deep cellular level, but I, I certainly don't, at a patient level, cannot ever predict that. Almost more poetically cruel is that the solution for these prolonged and unpredictable bleeds is taking a daily pill. I guess the benefit was that would be that if you miss a day, you're still covered as far as contraception. So there's not necessarily the emphasis on super tight schedule of making sure you take your birth control pill every day to prevent pregnancy, you still have 
you know, the next long going on, you know, the progesterone going on to prevent the pregnancy. But yes, I mean, certainly women are like, why did I get this? I have to take a pill anyway. And because I was clearly trying to test my willingness to get this implant, I had one other thing that bothered me. When Elise first emailed us, she said she was a Morena girl. So she has an IUD, not an implant. And I was curious why. Certainly the spotting was something I considered. The other thing is the Marina lasts a little longer. I'm currently single, actually. Wait, wait, wait. She's single? Lindsay, that's, that's surprising. Andrea, this is an episode about birth control. But she's a lady doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's get back to the science here. So my timeline for getting pregnant is not anytime soon. So the thought of having something that was good for at least five years, seven years, was appealing. I also like the Marina. I mean, it's the same type of hormone, right? It's a progesterone only, but it's a little more localized. I mean, I'm sure some seeps out into your system, but a lot of it's acting at the site in the uterus rather than having it, you know, in the bloodstream. Not that that's a bad thing, you know, just for me. It just seemed like the best option. Do you know any other doctors who sort of deal with gynecological health that do have the implant? Honestly, looking at my circle of friends, I would say Morena is probably the most popular among us. Hmm. I mean, I can think off the top of my head of six plus coworkers and friends I know that have Morenas, and I actually can't think of anyone that has a next one on. Interesting. <laughs> it's probably bad advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is like, you want your hairdresser to have like a nice haircut or have hair that looks right. nice. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I've never really thought to ask like what my doctor uses or what, you know, they're, they're doing for themselves. But I love the idea of Nexplanon in younger women, mostly just because insertion is so easy. I mean, as we heard on the IUD episode of YOY, marinas are not comfortable or any IUD is not comfortable to have inserted. And there's certainly different spectrums of pain. Like I... It hurt, but I, I, I found mine fairly tolerable. Whereas with a Nexplanon, the insertion is just so easy that these younger women who may not be as familiar with some of the gynecological things we do to have a device shoved up through your cervix, I feel could be really intimidating. Whereas Nexplanon, you know, in five minutes, I've inserted this thing very simply in your arm. So it really only takes five minutes, maybe even less. But, Lindsay, it's a stapler. To be honest, I watched some YouTube videos. No, bad idea. They're a little freaky. Can we watch one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, it's going to be gross. Here we go. I'm going to go put some stripper gloves on and get my hands clean. Why is the lighting so bad? Yeah, it's very, st- I mean, it's a doctor's office. Have you ever been to a well-lit doctor's office? Actually, they really should be because they're inserting a medical device under your skin. They probably need good lighting for that. That's true, but I don't think they're good lighting for video or for photo. Just good lighting for being able to see things. So on goes the iodine. It's going to stain your arm brown. They'll come right off. Is she going to scream out in pain? (laughs) No. (laughs) So here she goes. She's got a syringe full of anesthetic. Okay, that's like a shot. Shot in the arm. Yeah, so far pretty normal. You'll see that it really is not a super painful procedure. It's quick and simple, and it's there for three years. That's it. She didn't even flinch. 
Her arm didn't move as it went in. Yeah, because that, that anesthetic shot did its job. She couldn't feel it. Ugh. Yeah, it looks pretty horrible. Well, what makes it look horrible? I think the fact that you can see the lower part of the stapler going into her arm, and it sort of like lifts the skin up a little bit. So do you think you do it? I am considering it. Huh. Yeah, you'll find out after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back with more Why Why, a special episode hosted by our very own producer, Lindsay Cradwell. Take it away. Not long ago, Andrea and I sat down in the studio. I had something to show her. What just went on with you today? I just became a bionic woman. I got an arm implant. 25 minutes ago, you are sitting in the Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Okay, so show me your arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, take my sweater off. <laughs> I, I feel like I could get arrested for asking my colleague <laughs> to take clothes. Their, their clothes off. Okay. Yes. Wow. D- did you look at it while it went in? Sort of. She showed it to me in the little stapler contraption. She said, here it is. You can see that it's in there. And I said, yep, there it is. And then um, my arm was sort of up in a like cactus shape next to my body. It was my left arm. And so it would be kind of hard to like really turn and look um, because I was sort of laying backwards in a chair. But yeah, I didn't I didn't watch too closely. And then when it was done, what was the first thing you thought? That it wasn't so bad. The feeling of getting the implant was much less painful than the actual anesthetic shot. Do you anticipate bruising? Probably, yeah. What do you think your partner is going to say about the whole thing? Andrea's talking about that later hosen guy from the beer garden. He and I went on a bunch more dates, and we decided to see each other exclusively. I know, it's ironic. I have a boyfriend, and I work for a dating podcast. He was kind of excited. This morning, he was like, oh, it's implant day. I was like, yeah, it is. And he told me to take a picture and send it to him. But it's just going to be a bandage at this point, so not so exciting. How often do you imagine yourself feeling it? Because I'm a kind of anxious person, probably more frequently than I should. But it is kind of nice to know that it is right there on my arm in a place where, like, if I really wanted to make sure it was there, I could check. Anything memorable about the doctor, the visit? You know that saxophone song that's like... That's the song that was playing when it happened. (laughs) It was like the sexiest (laughs) birth control moment of my life, I think. 
easy breezy. The hardest part was dealing with a bruise where the implant was inserted. It bloomed into a colorful supernova covering the inside of my left bicep with swirls of yellow and purple and blue and green. I would hide it under a band-aid or under sleeves a bit too long for summer until it faded away two weeks later. I consider myself lucky. Remember our listener from earlier in this episode, Jenna, with all the spotting? As I said, it's been about six months and I kind of want to let it go just for a little while longer because I love the idea of it. And it's been really convenient for me so far. And I really don't want to get it removed because that means I have to find something else. So at this point, I think I'll wait another month or two and talk to my doctor at that point and then then we'll consider other options. But for now, I think I'm just going to suck it up and uh, hope it clears up. Choosing the right birth control isn't easy, and it can be an evolving process. I knew I wanted a long-acting birth control method, and since I've reacted well to hormonal birth control in the past, that made the Mirena or Nexplanon my best options. But Mirena wasn't for me. Call me a princess, but I didn't want something that was painful and complicated to insert or remove. So I offered my arm up to the stapler instead. In four years, maybe I'll be ready for an IUD or a patch or a ring or something totally different. But I'm happy to say that since I made my own trip to Planet Nexplanon, there are days I completely forget I'm on birth control. And that's great because I don't need to remember anymore. It just works. And while I can't really say that my birth control implant and my romantic relationship are completely causational, I'm still dating my boyfriend too. And I'll happily talk anyone's ear off about how much I love him and my next planon. All right, so we're back and I'm here with Lindsay. Any updates? How's your arm? It's going well. It's it's plugging along. It's doing its thing. I, it's still in the same spot? Still in the same spot. I reach up to feel it maybe once a day, which is kind of unnecessary. But The bruising went away. The bruising looked real mean for a while. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, but it's about all back to normal. There's a little spot where you can see where the insertion point was. It sort of looks like a freckle. But other than that, can't tell. And how are you doing with spotting? I haven't had any. No period, no withdrawal bleed, no spotting. It's weird to go on trips and not have to bring or even think about bringing tampons or pads or anything like that. So we did hear from a lot of listeners, though, who have experienced spotting. Yeah, from our very unscientific survey of listeners who wrote into us, we had five people who said that they had spotting and that it was affecting their lives. And uh, one person decided to get theirs removed early because of it. So that's just five people out of a random sampling, but it just to me, that just means that if you are considering this as a birth control option, your doctor might not say on a pamphlet that it could cause spotting, but it's something you should probably think about ahead of time if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. And if your doctor knows what they're talking about, they will warn you because it is a very common side effect. And out of the rest of our listeners who wrote in, we had three people who, like me, had their periods go away entirely and six people who just had a normal period as though they were on any other type of birth control they had. Interesting. Yeah. We also had one listener who's been getting implants since 2006. Oh, my God. Before Nexplanon even existed, the previous version. And she's planning on getting another one after her fourth one expires. I hope that there's a day where we see Nexplanon jewelry on Etsy. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, me too. It'd be nice to, you know, show my love. 
in a necklace. It's really been a season of commitments for you. You started this new relationship, you got the arm implant, and I got a cat. Waldo. Waldo. To see photos of Lindsay's new cat, Waldo, and her bruised up arm and the ways it's healed marvelously, visit our website, yyradio.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now it's time for another blind Skype date. We've been ending our show with these for the past few weeks, and we even have a fancy new theme song for them. Alexis and Nick live in Austin, Texas. She's 27 years old. He's 28 years old. And we got them to log onto Skype together one night after work. I'm really good with technology, I swear. Nick, who works as a user experience designer, couldn't figure out how to turn on his camera. It happens. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. So once we got the cameras working, we encouraged these two to ask each other prepared questions. But they loved going off script. Now let's listen to their date. Okay, so first off, I just want to tell you right now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention a single thing about tacos, dogs, traveling, and if my pets don't like you, then we don't work out. All those cliche things that you feel like you see on all dating apps, I'm not going to say any of those things. So, there's that. Okay, cool, cool. My other questions are, do you like adventure? Are you here to play games? You also totally missed the part about how I will totally lie to my parents about how we met, so... Wow. Okay. So the scenario of meeting parents is already entering this? I mean, you know what? I figured I might as well just show you who I am straight off the bat, which is kind of crazy. So, I mean, if you feel like you can't handle it, then it is what it is. You know, that's actually really bold. I think I can roll with that. So let's see. What's my first question? It's, what's a very unpopular opinion that you have? Ooh, okay. I have a lot of these, I feel like. Um, the other day at work, Somebody brought up Amy Schumer. People always think because I'm a white female that I don't deal with racism. And I don't, but... uh... I was like, Amy Schumer is the Taylor Swift of comedy. Oh my God, do you hate Taylor Swift too? There are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments. I'm really glad that you're saying this because I think that Amy Schumer and Taylor Swift are like the epitome of white feminism, which really bothers me. So. Oh my God. Yeah. That sentence is literally like a turn on the the fact that like (laughs) the fact that you're on that level, this will be good to tell your parents about that. We have the discussion about white feminism. I think really important. You know what? That actually reminds me um, because I really wanted to ask you like as soon as, as soon as you told me that you were, that you were West Indian, What's your experience been like dating as a brown person in Austin? I always want to ask other people of color this. Like, every day they talk about, like, oh, I'm dating and dating sucks here. You know, honestly, it's tough in ways that I've just learned to accept. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have to accept them. <laughs> like, there's just less of it in a place like Austin. Yeah. 
for somebody like me, and that's not to be put upon. It's like literally just the numbers work out that way. Not to sound like a master of none episode. What is a race breakdown of your previous dudes? Uh, white, 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 half Asian, and you. Whoa, so that half Asian guy, he was kind of a gateway drug to me? Well, because, so I'm, I'm, I identify as a black woman. And I'd say it's, it's very difficult. I don't have an issue dating men of any race. Doesn't matter to me at all, as long as I feel like we have very similar ideals and mindsets and backgrounds and things like that. And when I say backgrounds, like, I don't even mean like cultural or that, that doesn't really matter to me at all. But I think honestly, just because I'm black, unfortunately, we just get the short end of the stick everywhere we go. Dating apps in general just suck. It's, it's difficult. And as confident as I think that I am, there are many days where it's, it's really hard kind of walking around feeling like, wow, I have a lot to offer, but I feel like nobody really sees that or no one is willing to, to try to see it or to, as terrible as it sounds, try me out as a person. So most of the time I'm just kind of like, oh, man. fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just going to live my life and, and I'm good. <laughs> man, that was, uh, I like how open you are with these responses. You know, I'm so used to being the more intense person in every interaction in my life ever. No, I've, I've got you beat. Yeah. I feel like we should continue this. <laughs> like, we have, to, like, we have so many, we have so many similar opinions on different things. Um, no, I would clearly meet up for coffee or something and probably talk to you for, like, six hours about all this stuff and share 10 more articles. Let's see if I can type, if I can type my number in here. I think it works. Hold on. Tell me if you get it. Okay. Oh, I got it. Yeah. You you got it. Yeah. Perfect. Um, cool. So after the date, Alexis and Nick texted and made plans to hang out someday. But neither of them think that hangout will be romantic. Nick just started seeing someone from his friend circle, and he says that the Skype date helped him clarify those feelings he was having for his friend. Alexis told us she's been feeling pretty apathetic, towards romance these days, but she isn't planning to give up on trying. Our show is produced by me, Andrea Lindsay, with Lindsay Cradwell. Bravo, Lindsay. We love today's show. We also had a ton of help this week from Nia Lobel. Thanks, Nia. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Our artwork changes every week thanks to Teddy Blanks at Chips.NYC. And our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Casey Holford, and Evan Viola. Special thanks to Lee Rosefear, who designed our cool new Skype date theme song. Special thanks also to Andy Bowers at Panoply. We are still selling tickets to Chicago area listeners for our live show on November 2nd. Go get yours at yyradio.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for your own Skype date. We'd love more queer folks and definitely more dudes to fill out these surveys. And then... We'll set you up next time on Why a Why, a mashup of all the nice things Alexis and Nick had to say about one very humbled podcaster, a podcaster who was definitely listening in the whole time. Andrew is honestly a fascinating person. I say that totally sincerely. I'm just like, you're saying this crazy stuff. Like, not sorry, that's a reductive word. She's so great. She's so wonderful. Yeah.